0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Awkward Artists Podcast. I'm your host, Aboya Day. Have you ever been somewhere where you're in a room and someone is doing, saying, or wearing something that makes you do a double take? And they stir your curiosity and you just want to know more about them. And they are living their lives in such a way that makes you want to ask them all of the questions. Well, my next guest is such a person. She's a financial advisor, mother of three, and a ballerina in the making. Stick with me and listen as me and Joelle Hines discuss being 50, staying vulnerable at any age, on episode 10 of The
1: Awkward Artist. Yeah. Can you hear me clearly?
0: I can hear you beautifully. Okay. So, um, how are you feeling today?
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm feeling great, you know. Uh, I'm in a good spot today.
0: Good, good. Well, I'm so glad to have you, and I'm so excited. Um Yay. I hope, you, yeah, hope you're not nervous. I'm nervous. I always get nervous. No, I, I, I not, love it. I love an, Okay. I admire people who are not nervous, um, even though it's my show.
1: <laughs> well, and that's probably why you're nervous because you want it to be in you know what you want, and it's perfect. And you know, I'm just I'm just here to mess you up. So you I, know, well,
0: well, let's, <laughs> let's get messy. Let's get messy. So um, the reason I have you on the show is simply because you made the statement in ballet class that you were looking for you were interested in a blind date and you were looking to date and when you said that I was like oh I like this boldness and this class full of who knows who right and whose background you're just like I don't know y'all but here I am open and vulnerable saying, I'm ready, <laughs> right? And I thought, okay, that's cool. And then what really turned my head was the statement you made that you had turned 50 and you were doing 50 new things. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, oh okay, like, let, let's talk about that. Um, and I had so many questions, and I still have so many questions still. But it. before we get started, I, I want um, the listeners to know a little bit about you so that we can segue into the 50 new things, this list of 50 new things, how it came to be, and we'll just roll into it from there. So please, tell me a little bit about yourself so we can get an idea of, you know, uh, the history or the foundation of this list.
1: Sure. So I will give you, literally keeping it between two and three minutes. um, My name is Joelle, and I actually am the daughter of immigrants from Trinidad and grew up in Manhattan in the Bronx. I um, am a Catholic school girl all the way. That means that I was very much the oldest child where I was, you know, I told the line, graduated from high school at 16, went into college, earned an engineering degree and started a career in engineering. And that actually had been my career for a while. And I transitioned to financial services about six years ago. Um, and so it's been interesting, the constant evolution of my life and the ways that I've chosen to, Um, really look at challenges as opportunities. I think that's one thing that I pride myself if I'm going to have an area of being prideful is that I refuse to let something try to take me down. Um, And so I've got three amazing humans, ages almost 25, 22, and 18. And you know, I'm single now, as you figured out. <laughs> <with my laughs> date. I've been divorced for a few years and just really choosing to enjoy life. And more importantly, showing my children the, you know, I think the the generations now feel so much more pressure and have so many more anxieties. And I make it a goal to show my children how I I struggle and I don't always succeed, but I refuse to give up. I just redirect.
0: Now, is that different from the way that you grew up, the way that you, and I'm taking us a little bit off course, no, just no, a little bit, but is it different from the way that you grew up, the way your parents raised you, the showing of vulnerability, the showing of... um a parent in action when they're challenged, right? What that looks like, what that feels like. Um, so it's not unfamiliar to them as they get older. I didn't grow up that way. There was no weakness, and mm-hmm. I'm not a child of the immigrant. I am born south. <laughs> Southern girl (laughs) in Texas and it was my parents way or the highway like you did what you was told and that was that so how how was that for growing up as a child of an immigrant did you
1: expectations and how were you raised right so the the expectations and I, I believe my expectations in my family were similar to yours. The 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 difference really with my parents versus my generation and my children's generations is that there weren't many options. You know, my mother made it very clear. Growing up, she had three choices: she could be a wife, mother. She could work as a nurse, or she could work in an office. Or oh, sorry, she could be a teacher. Yeah, that was also another option. Okay. So with those paths defined, there was a, there was not much opportunity for. um, variations and so my mom was a nurse for over 30 years my dad was a steam fitter a welder for 30 years they both belonged to unions they worked same quote-unquote company for that amount of time Um, you know got their time in earned their pensions and they're retired and that was the path so even for the difficulties that they faced they were, I wouldn't say minimized because, you know, we, they were each one of 13. So once you have family that large, there's always something. Right. But with regard to self-management and the skills around that, there was not a lot of, um, there's not as many distractions and things coming at you as as we have now back then. Um, And so my parents in their guiding of me and their rearing of me. It was all also along those lines, but that also leads to why I got into financial services because my parents never taught me about replacement income, never taught me about retirement income because they didn't have to think about it. That was laid out for them. Just work somewhere for a number of years and you'll get a salary. And, and so those are the, those are the challenges that I see um, that I'm constantly looking to find ways to help others and, and address it because they came from similar backgrounds where this was not a discussion, especially financial discussions in Black families are, are seem to be the, one of the none. biggest areas. Of, yeah, none. Uh, yeah. There were
0: no... I, I, I can't even tell you that when I found out what you did for a living after you agreed to do the podcast and you were like... Um, I'm all about helping, you know, women. And these are my words, not yours. Get their shit together. (laughs) I'm one of these people. There is so much guilt and shame around my money. It's not even funny. But I, Uh, yeah,
1: so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, there's so, and it's not, it's I think overwhelming because you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. And it's scary. And that fear is often what leads to a lot of the distress the dissensions and challenges that we see in governments and so forth, because people just are are fearful. And that's the same thing around money. And, in, and I love saying, look, I've made the same mistakes. I keep making mistakes. Let me show you. And when I do that, it really helps for others to go, okay, well, yes, I fall for bankruptcy, but I keep, there is a window, there is a way out. I, I can game control. I don't have to be a victim. Um, but yes, going back to your original question, my parents were very straight lined. You know, I truly grew up, again, I graduated from high school at 16. There was no very, you know, oh, no, You yeah, told yeah. the line
0: and did what you were supposed yes, to do. Yes, I, I okay. did
1: exactly what I was supposed to do. Um, And I went to college, I graduated, you know, I did everything as, as they said, and then post-graduation, it's like, okay, here I am. I'm too young to have a clue and just finding my way. Um, But yes. Just totally, totally different. (laughs) Yes, and then
0: living, yeah, and as typical because we don't have a clue. Trust me, we're doing what we think we're supposed to do, right? Right. Not what, not what necessarily needs to be done for us in terms of our lives. So, yeah, I can totally and completely relate to that. So, do you the list that you made? And I have two questions around that because I was wondering. You were talking about doing the 50 new things, but I also went to your Insta, and I saw that list, and I was like, okay, is being in this ballet class uh, one of the personal things, or is the, the list that you have on Instagram, the 50 new challenges, different from the 50 new new things you're going to try? Um and I wanted to get clarity for
1: my sake. <laughs> sure. so, so, yes, the, the, what you saw on Instagram was the lead up to my 50th birthday at the end of last year. So the, leading up to my birthday, December 3rd, tw- um, 2022, I did 50 weeks of challenges. Right. And I introduced the challenge at the beginning of the week on a Monday that, was, that you could complete within the week and then wrapped it up on a Friday. And so they were challenges like just reviewing your estate documents or cleaning the closet. I mean, just things that we kind of keep putting off. And I just finally said, you know what? We're going to tackle it this week because if we can get it done, let's just get it done. Um, And so that was what I documented for last year. This year, I've challenged myself to have 50 new experiences. And what what this has shown me is I have done a whole lot for which I am so proud and so um, in awe that I have been willing to do, you know, it's because it's funny, I can only come up with things that I think of, right? You don't know what you don't know. And that's why I tell everyone what I'm doing because they present a lot of these things on my 50 new experiences list have come as recommendations and suggestions because I would never have thought of them (laughs) on my own. Um, But when people do make a suggestion, how often I say, Oh, I've done that. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I've done that.
0: <laughs> right. That's gotta be um a feather in your cap to know that yes. you are so open and vulnerable to have all these experiences come at you and not poo poo anything, right? Like
1: <laughs> it, you you know, actually I have to laugh at that because I've, I I recently did something that I said I would never, ever, 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 ever do. And my sister, you know, talked me into doing it and I did it. And I was talking to a girlfriend and she goes, and you see, that is why you never hard anything. And I said, Oh, how true, how true, how true. <laughs> what was that so, experience? I, I got a, a tattoo on my ankle and I told, my, you know, I said, I told my kids, I told <laughs> never going to get a tattoo. I don't want to ever get a tattoo. And the funny thing is my kids have tattoos. Right. Right. So, yeah, you, know, you know, but I growing up, I, I, I was like, no, how could you do that? No, your body's a temple. I mean, I, I did all kinds of things. And my sister who has a few tattoos came to visit bad influences. So I hope she hears this podcast and, um, she goes, you know, Joel, this is this is an easy new experience. I was like, no, no, I said I would never do it. I'll do a temporary one. She goes, the amount of money you'll spend for a temporary one, come on. Come yeah, on. Yeah.
0: She's correct. She was right. I yeah. Know.
1: <laughs> a little, a little, she, she corrupted me. So so yeah. So I chose to get, I said, okay, if I'm gonna do something that I said I would never do, I'm gonna do something that I will value. And I got a small tattoo of the Wonder Woman symbol that I can look down and say especially in days when I'm not feeling like Wonder Woman. um, It's imprinted. It's imprinted that I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And even if I can't do this, I'm going to give it one hell of a try.
0: You know, the fact that you're telling me about this Wonder Woman tattoo is just affirmation that this conversation needed to take place because I loved Wonder Woman when I was (sighs) a little girl, but I, to get back to these 50 new experiences. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and ask the question. Do you think the list is because you told the line as a child, you did what you were told, you followed the golden rule, you know, that sort of thing. And, or were you trying to get out of your comfort zone? Like how did this list kind of come to be? Because, um, Again, I know they're separate lists, and from the 50 challenges leading up to your 50th birthday, that list was very deliberate and intentional. And Mm -hmm. I got from when I talk to you and when I see you, you're a very deliberate and intentional person. You live from within, and it's got to have some meaning, right? Like, we're not just doing things. Just to do things. Just to do things, right? There's <laughs> ultimately, again, um, knowing what you need, your purpose in life. And so I was like, I got to ask this question of, you know, why the 50 new experiences when your life sounds like it's amazing? Like you have achieved everything that. Someone like me would want. I'm a late bloomer, by the way, so that's one of the things.
1: Oh <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're in ballet with me, so you're you're also doing things. You know, I think a lot of it has to do, um, you know. So going back to one of the things you said, I haven't succeeded at everything I've done. I mean, I was le- recently fired from my re- you know previous job, so I still struggle and, and with making decisions and, and knowing, I think one of my biggest challenges in my life is understanding and knowing when to pivot, when okay. it's time to let go of an endeavor and reapply those energies elsewhere. I think that is probably my hardest part. Um, and since, and, and and with that challenge, is also the challenge that I don't allow people to speak into my world easily. And I say it this way, which is probably why I'm not in a relationship. I, you know, I am divorced and I I totally acknowledge a part of that, the reason for that divorce was my um, pushback against feeling like someone was trying to control me. Right, And so I, look at these 50 new experiences as my way of constantly challenging myself to be open to perspective understanding that just the way i think of something isn't the end all be all and i really want to not be judgmental um i think we can most people we can't help it right but
0: we can cut somebody, it down, right?
1: Like, we can use right. it for traffic lights, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. When across exactly. I mean, the street, right? Exactly. You know, don't <laughs> willingly walk into a killer's lair. I mean, right, come on, right. You know, it's useful. But,
0: it has its uses.
1: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but when somebody chooses or makes it a choice that we would not make, right? Gaining an understanding of from where that comes. Like, I, I meet people who are in. Um, non-traditional relationships and, uh, you know, non-traditional and and non-traditional anything. And I choose to do these new experiences because it puts me in the space of people with whom I don't normally interact. And I I get value from that. I I like that. And while I'm still able and capable of doing a lot of the things, especially the physical thing, I want to do it. I, I, I honestly, Diane, I'm getting such a kick out of the things that I've done and the things that people are introducing to me and things that I've I've done once and I'm like I'll never do that again, but I've done it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, are you having the experience to kind of able just a little bit, right, to step out of yourself and see how you're emerging and changing? Yes. Um, like before your very eyes in a very short amount of time. Because let's face it, you know, 50 50 things in a year, that's a lot, right? And that's a short period of time.
1: and, And the funny part is I started late because my son graduated from high school. So up until April, May, June, everything was about him getting his eagle, gymnastics competitions, orchestra concerts there was no real intention on the 15 new experiences. So I've been throwing them all in right now. And I, and I've come to the point now where I'm, Counting everything. So for example, I knit. I love knitting and I, I knit long projects. Okay. And I I counted a knitting project that I did. Now technically knitting is not a new experience, but that pattern was. So I counted it. Right.
0: And <laughs> right, like if you get out of your comfort zone. So do you make it up as you go, or is there a you have a guideline, you know, um
1: to So to guide I got I have a list um, that I keep adding to it, you know, it's on, and I have it as a, um, a virtual list. Uh, so whenever, if I'm out and about, like you and I are talking, I can immediately add to it. Uh, and whenever somebody gives me a suggestion, I'll put it on the list. Um, but, you know, simple things that you you probably do and other people don't think of, like the ballet class. I mean, we're taking it now. I mean, I don't know if you took ballet as a child, but I never did. and I've always wanted to. And, you know, so that was on my list. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just have a list that constantly evolves. And I'm up to 42 things. So I only have eight more things to go. And this whole blind date one, I threw in there. Um, because I'd never been on one and I thought, oh my goodness, it can't be too hard to do it. And it is true. It's truly a very hard one. It is.
0: I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, it is so hard. Jumping like, out of the know, plane like, is easier.
1: than <laughs> Jumping out of the plane because I just have to schedule it. And you know what? Because only on me, I I mean, obviously it's on the, the, the pilot and the instructor, but still I schedule it. I show up. It's a service that they sell, so I can manage all of those variables. This variable is me reaching out to my friends and saying, hey, there's got to be some guy you know who would get a kick out of just helping me achieve this one goal, and I can't believe it. No one knows anyone, so I don't know if it's our age that men are less adventurous, or I I have no idea, but I am having the hardest time getting this one done.
0: Well, this is what I will say to you: Don't give up on that one.
1: Oh, don't worry about it. If right, I don't fake yeah. it, I'll have another one. <laughs> the right, but I just the right
0: date will come along, right? Sometimes I feel like in in that area as a single woman, like maybe I'm dodging a, a
1: bullet. <laughs> you, I I'd say so too, because one of my experiences was doing um a, a speed dating. And it was a horrible experience. That's one of the ones that I will never do again. But I did it. And I've always been curious. And so now my curiosity has been <laughs> satisfied. And I can cross that off the list.
0: So one of the things that you mentioned was that you don't let very many people speak into your world. Has that gotten a little bit easier with this with the fifty new experiences, are you uh, a little more um open to people stepping in, maybe not permanently, but stepping in and out? and I, and I don't mean that in the form of like dating, right? Right. But um it's more along the lines people come into your life for a reason, season, lifetime kind of deal. And i'm a I throw up walls real quick myself. So I can, I understand where you're coming from when it comes to not letting people speak into, into your world. Um, has that gotten better for you easier?
1: Um, so I don't know if it's gotten easier and when, and you know, what I'm thinking of when I say that is like the last long-term relationship that I had was with a really nice gentleman, but he had a lot of rules if that's the right word and i just felt like i was never that i was being judged and and the choices i was making weren't adequate enough and and that is i think the feeling that i choose to avoid from having other people quote-unquote speak into my space because i don't want somebody telling me what you're doing is stupid Right, right 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 i don't want right i don't want someone telling me the choices you're making are wrong and because i don't want to hear that i limit that you know, that extent to which somebody speaks, right? Because that goes back to that whole perspective. Who are you to say, especially if I'm not asking anything of you, right? If I'm not coming at you and saying, I need you to cover my bills today, or, you know, I need you to take care of something that I, you know, I should be accountable for, but because I overextended it or whatever it may be, I'm not asking that of you. So I feel, you know, I feel, um defensive when I have somebody who is, and, you know, not trying to be mean at all, but actually believing that they're providing support and guidance and in that indicating that something that I'm doing may not be the best. Sometimes I don't want to hear it. And it, and it and it could be the best thing. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'll i be honest. I don't want to hear what I'm doing is wrong. I don't want to hear what I'm doing is you know, stupid. And so that I think is, is why I think that's why most people stay single because they don't want to have somebody telling them, yeah, you know, I don't like the choice you've made.
0: I love that. You know, while you're saying that to me, this, I had an epiphany. And again, we're getting ready audience to divert just a little bit that, um, what you're speaking to me, that exact line spoke to me when it comes to my son and Mm -hmm. so my support comes off as i'm telling you you're stupid what you're doing is wrong and -hmm. that's not how i mean it and it's getting lost in translation and you just gave me this beautiful gift of oh like perception like you're 50 50 new experiences just gave me one. So I'm Aww. very appreciative and that hit me like I'm getting ready to go through a high flash right now. That's how it hit me. <laughs> oh. I know. I like, hit my me up turn all But I think I'm getting ready to burn off some bad juju <laughs> around that. <Like laughs> I
1: mean, and, and how old
0: is your son? My son is 30 okay, years old and um. I still mother him in a way like um old school, right? Um mm-hmm. l- and I think I picked up a few a few better tools in the way that I was raised, but I, I would still say they're primitive. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: <laughs> no, I mean I I totally agree kind of and deal. and I look at it how many kids how many children do you have? I
0: just have the one. I just okay. have the one.
1: You know, so it's interesting because I look at my children and they are truly uh, before, before divorce and after divorce experience. And my girls, who I think would have benefited the most of having a strong, confident mother, did not. Unfortunately, they got a mom who they saw accept abuse, accept bad treatment. And that really has shaped their their current relationships and the way they do things. Whereas my son was young enough that when the divorce occurred and my anxieties were relieved and my ability to see my strengths um, were happening, he got that. And so I feel like he got the best of me with regard to my patience, my enthusiasm. And, and that is, so I get that whole parenting conundrum of golly you know if we could just convey to them how much we want to do our best you know and sometimes it doesn't right and it it does not not
0: come off (laughs) like that at all and it is not received that way at all I know
1: I know I know and my daughter she her thing is Yes, mom, I know, I know. Cause I, I won't even say anything. And she goes, I, I, I know you're gonna say I told you so. And I say I never say I told you so.
0: <laughs> I never say I told you so. <laughs> those I do things like those are your words, not mine, right? Yes, like yes,
1: yes, yes. I'm gonna say that <laughs> which now. doesn't I'm help going either. To say that.
0: Right. And just yes. you know, trusting. Well, um, speaking of this list too, has it um helped with your relationships? overall with the with people where there might be some contention. Um because I love the list and and I'd imagine that when you committed to it, you were like, I'm saying yes to everything that it brings, along with the new experience and to say I did it, but also the changes, the push, the pull as well.
1: Oh so you know Diane, I can't say that i i've done some of these experiences and have revisited those with whom i feel like my relationship is strained to bridge gap or something to that effect um I guess that could be considered a new experience, right? Well,
0: I, <laughs> I asked that because you were talking about different perspectives, right? Like, you know what I mean? And like, right. I'm wondering if while some of the things that you are experience are coming as maybe an epiphany, like, ooh, yeah, that relationship with that person or that experience with that person and um I find, and I'm gonna jump just one more step ahead that oftentimes the very thing at least for me that I don't want people doing to me sometimes I do
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like oh yeah kind of deal And so jumping back to that to the square before those epiphanies where you were talking about expanding your perspective, realizing that the world isn't just you know, around your yard, your four, you know, your four walls, your front yard kind of deal. All
1: right. You know, and, and to add some more clarity to the fifty new experiences, a lot of them are active experiences that are not introspective experiences. Okay. So that being said, you know, I did a bungee fitness class. I mean, not really an opportunity to think of somebody's new experience, new pers- you know, their perspective, right. you know, the, the activities I'm doing are jumping out of planes and doing things like that, where that I don't think really lends itself to reevaluating a, a relationship. Now, that being said, I do have some experiences that I have on my list that I don't know if I'll be able to complete, but I have intentions to like forest bathing or a silent retreat that would allow me to maybe take some steps back and really think about my, some relationships and maybe challenge myself to address or let things go. You know, um, I am very much, uh, you know, uh, conflict averse. So I just walk away from any difficulties or contention. I don't stand ground often and fight um, because I determine often that it's not worth (laughs)
0: whatever it is it's not worth it Exactly. but that's a beautiful way of looking at kind of like your life in terms of like you know what that isn't that's something that matters to me but I'm sure without a doubt you have fought for the things that matter to you like we all do right put your foot down say what you need to say and then it's done
1: Oh, I wish I could say I did that for myself I tend to do it for others so much more and, e- and more easily, and I see that in my son also. That he, that you, you know, we have the personality that we put ourselves in the back burner to help others, and forget that we have to put our oxygen mask on first right. before we've got the wherewithal to provide um, to others. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know sometimes if my. Walk away, <laughs> it's always the best for myself. But if anyone is disparaging you or my children, then I am. I, I'm in you are right mode. there, you turn into mama yeah. bear,
0: yeah, like we yeah. all do. And you know what, whether um, it's the wor- you, we it's worth it for you to walk away. That's not for us to judge. That's only for you to mm-hmm. decide, you know what I mean? So, right, you know, right. and if it's not, that's your business. So, um, kudos for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so, there's things, there are things that I, well, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that I let everything go. There are things that I wish I could let go better, but, um, yeah, I try, I really try to do my best to address wrongs, but recognize when some things aren't worth the pain of right,
0: the fight. Right, right. And I, I'm with you that learning that, you know, life, your life does not have to be full of pain. It's a choice. hmm And so I'm um, thinking about that in that, from that perspective, I always think like, this is a. I, I do not have to endure if I don't want to. And right. um, part of my lesson growing up is that that is something you have to endure. You have to endure uncomfortable situations. You you know, that was the way I was raised. I was a kid mm-hmm. and an adult told me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And mm-hmm. that was my job was to do it. It wasn't to talk right. back. It wasn't to have an opinion.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Right. No, so, yeah, exactly. Be seen and not heard.
0: Kind of deal. now you and not
1: heard.
0: Now that I'm older, I sometimes struggle with, you know, um, that everything is a choice for me. I can choose mm-hmm. to stay at this job, not go to this job, date this person, not date this person, eat right. this food, not eat this food, pay my bills on time or not pay my bills on time. Right. You know, right. like. I have got those and sometimes the sci- society tells us that we don't which is one of the reasons I kind of love your list because again you are making choices that you know you wouldn't ordinarily make for yourself
1: right exactly exactly because <laughs> it's not right in it's not right in front of uh, me right so I think a lot of the things that we do are autopilot we choose things because they're readily visible and available. Um, I mean, online shopping is a perfect example. You know, you don't have to make the effort to get up, get dressed, go out to the store and look for something. You right. start your computer and you can, you know, browse, which is why I teach when I work with my my clients. Um, I teach them, you know, what like, absolutely go shopping, but leave it in your shopping cart and don't buy it and give yourself a few days. And then go back and say, do you really want that? And like, yeah, you realize you don't really, you want it, but you don't need it. You don't need to have it. And it makes a big difference. These are behaviors. But the point I'm trying to make is this list, these experiences have forced me to just look up over, you know, up out of the hole and say, oh, wait a minute. There are a whole bunch of things out here that are waiting to be discovered. So why not?
0: Yes. And I think, too, it's like a self-discovery, too. Like, you know, yes. it's not just the thing that you're doing. It is awakening in yourself, again, this th- being vulnerable. And that appeals to me because I'm not a vulnerable person at all.
1: <laughs> really? Uh-uh. I mean, think about it. You are in a ballet class. And I've been talking about our class to everyone who listen. Because I feel like it's such a safe space it for is, us as is. a and That
0: is why that, like, that is the one space that we can be vulnerable. But anyways, after this, your 50 things are done, are you going to continue? Are you going Ooh. to, is it, go, you're
1: going to lay it down for a little bit? Um, that, I, you are so good. So I, I, I've been thinking about that. And I, and I also started really just taking a step back and thinking about why, This has been so, so impactful for me because with my son going off to college, I also found myself with extra time, right, on my hands. You know, I had a very active student, senior, um, and we were just constantly running around and all of a sudden he's gone. And so these 50 new experiences have given me something to focus on, not that it is a substitute for my child, but um, it's given me a place to direct my energies. And you're right, I'm already thinking about, okay, when this is done, what am I doing next? And we were talking about it, the company where I work now, we were talking about the fact that we work with people to reach financial goals. And we have to get our clients, we call them members, to enjoy the journey because sometimes the goal is kind of far out there. And if you think about, if you're only thinking about that goal and you, you, the, the example they give, which is really a great, um, <laughs> great illustration is the a family's going on a, a car trip and it's, it's Disney world. So it's going to be a couple of days in the car. Right. And you've got one, one child who's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That's are we neat. there yet? <laughs> and the other one is looking out the window, going and counting the cows and recognizing, you know, looking at the different landscapes. And it's truly enjoying the trip to the destination. Right. And so I'm choosing to enjoy this trip to the destination of 50 new experiences. And so I want to continue setting some goals for myself, but really enjoying the trip. So one of the things that I've wanted to do forever and ever never, ever and is um, go to Italy. Italy, excuse me, Italian was my foreign language in high school. And people laugh when I tell them that. I said, but I went to high school in the Bronx. I mean, right. you you not ask for a better melting pot than in the Bronx. And so um, I've wanted to go to Italy since 1989. Yes, I'm telling everyone because obviously you figure out how old I am. Um, and I think I want to do an immersion class in Italy next year, and that will encompass me challenging myself to brush off those books and relearn the language, and um, and so that's kind of been what's on my mind as the you know the 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 goal that I'm I'm seeking. But I've had a goal of going to Italy since 1989 and i've never given it up i've just kept postponing it and choosing to enjoy the side steps that i'm making right along the journey to it and that is what you know so i'm, I'm going to i'm sure come up with a goal for 2024 um whether it is i finally get to italy or i do something else that I, you know, my, I have a camper van dreams. I don't know if we were talking about that also. No, but I, I did not yeah.
0: hear about the camper dreams.
1: Camper <laughs> my, my, dreams. Job is, yes, my job is fully remote. And I would love to work for three months of the year from a camper van and explore cities. I'm a city girl. I don't want to be off grid. I want to go travel to multiple cities and explore their cultural centers and the museums and oh. their architecture. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, So Girl. I have these as ongoing and every year I just try to, you know, eat the elephant. If I can't get to it, so what am I going to do that's going to get me closer to it?
0: Right, right. Well, I have to say, I you're a, a woman after my own heart just listening to you what? talk. I was like, I want
1: to be you when I grow up. You see, but that's why, I, you know, it's, it's so sad that I just don't find a woman as a partner here because- truly when i think about all the people with whom the people who share my enthusiasm it's always been women and that's why like, this whole blind date thing has been so sucky because i have to idea what it is <laughs> but women are the ones who are like go girl yes do that try it and the biggest cheerleaders the biggest you know i have a friend i i could be doing anything and i just call her up and say hey i'm gonna do this one. want me it's just like yes no hesitation I don't know any man. Isn't that sad? Even, though, even like a, a man who's married. You know, I don't know any man who is, com- yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm like, Let's do it. Let's get a go. Let's try it.
0: Tell me who or what inspires you. Um, three
1: people. Three people. Okay. So the first person is a woman named Rosemary. I don't even know what her last name is. And she is 70 years old. And I met her at the adult gymnastics camp I attend this past summer. And she was out there working out, hanging on the long hand, uh, excuse me, the, upper, uh, the high bar on the uneven bars and doing long hand kips uh-huh. and just hanging tough with the rest of us. And all I kept thinking is, that's who I want to be when I grow up.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Number two.
1: My mom. My mom is patient, forgiving, tolerant. She just has all of these traits that I strive to emulate. I look at the way that she manages challenges and challenging people. And she really sets the bar for me. um, And that in turn forces me to want to set the bar for my kids um, and so I look to my mom for how to, how to handle this world and navigate through this world
0: That's beautiful Does she know that?
1: Um, yeah. I need to articulate it this, this is really pointed out to me that I, I really need to articulate it because okay. she's struggling right now with medical challenges and um, you know, my mom was a nurse she's a retired nurse I'm saying was her she is a retired nurse did um, OB for over 30 years and you know she's very um, she doesn't mince words with regard to death and life and death and a lot of her conversations now just seem to be very morbid but finalist you know fatalistic that's the word I'm looking for and I'm really encouraging her to be positive and i think hearing this would give her some you know some enthusiasm for life.
0: Yeah, and just to know that her children are watching her, right? And she's led a life by example. I think that's beautiful. So, um first chance you get by all means, please tell your mama <laughs> how she inspires you. Okay, Um,
1: number three. So number three is not a real person. It's Wonder Woman, the character. Uh, You know, I grew up on on the Carter, cheesy, pitchy, um, 80s television show and loved it. Absolutely loved the the character and, and the concept of, this island of self-sufficient women who go to battle and still manage everything else. And I use her as my, my idol. And may I sent you the pictures? I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I, sorry about the beginning. I, uh, really, I really have embraced what I feel that Wonder Woman, I feel what Wonder Woman represents. Um, and that's empowering to me. And I look to that as my, my model of what I want, you know, when I, how I want to be with regard to strengths and right. managing the challenges that are Beyond my abilities in this world. So, Wonder Woman.
0: I love that because you know I too uh, loved Wonder Woman. And I think I told you that I wanted um, the Hot Wheels Wonder Woman and Hot Wheel and Wonder Woman uh, Under And I got uh, Evil Knievel Hot Wheels. Instead, and I got Supergirl wow. underoos instead. That is not
1: right. That is not right. Oh, is not A right. life filled with disappointment. You know, it's funny you say that because I'm trying to remember my sister got either Supergirl or Wonder Woman, but I want to think she got Supergirl because she got the tank under underoos. Mm-hmm. But I wanted a little bralette roots. So I got Josie and the Pussycat. Okay.
0: Okay. And when, yeah. you know, the thing is like when you're very specific about
1: something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And yet you don't get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. So, so thanks for sharing that with me and letting me share with you my little childhood story of uh, trauma and disappointment over here. Okay. So let <laughs> Let's move to music. Um, it's a big deal in my life and it uh, I use it for everything to convey how I feel, to changing my mood, to lifting it up or, you know, what I need to sometimes I can't say with words. So what are you rocking on your playlist these days?
1: I When you, when you posed this question, I thought, which are the songs that I out. I don't care who hears me. I will sing at the top of my lungs. And so I have three main channels. One channel is my Avenue Q channel. And that's my musical theater one. So that's all the songs from Hamilton and Six and Avenue Q. Oh my
0: God. I'm like talking to my bestie now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's one channel. My other channel is the Pink channel. And that has all my husky voice, women who, you know, are just, they just sing with soul.
0: I You're mean, Anita is, Bakers. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Stevie Nicks. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know,
1: um Regina Bell, I you know, just, you, heard, you know, one of her songs is on. I mean, really, just these women who sing from deep, not the soprano high. Yeah. Know, I, I feel like my Julie, Julie, um, oh, what's her name? Julie, Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews, right? Because she's on my musical side, so I do like her too. But I like my pink station, my channel, and then my last channel is a jazzy one, and it's based on the song Angela or the tune Angela, which is the theme from Taxi, the TV show. Oh
0: my God, girls, like talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that instrumental. Yes.
1: Yes, yeah, so that that channel is what I use when I want to bring my temperature down and relax and just and I have a lot of what right? artists are on there. Um, you... I have Herb Herb Albert. Um, <laughs> you've got um, oh my goodness oh what's his name with the oh, it'll, it'll hit me soon what his name is because he is oh, drawing a blank. I see him. He wears the hat all the time. It'll, it'll come to me, but that's those are the the artists who are on there. Um, Brubeck, uh, you know David Brubeck, mm-hmm. um, so very very jazzy. So that was my long lead-in to say what my songs are. So the first song is "Hustle" by Pink. It, I sing that top of my lungs. You know, if you haven't read the lyrics to that one, you, you'll love it. It's "Hustle." Okay. The next one is "This Is Me" from the Greatest Showman. I don't know if you saw that.
0: I was listening to that this morning. Girl, get out of here. Yes. yes.
1: Ke- <laughs> mm-hmm. The one that Keala sings absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, and then Angela, the theme from Taxi. I just love that. When I hear it, I get very nostalgic. It brings me back to how I felt when I was a kid because I used to watch Taxi. I still look at Taxi. I love that TV show. Um and you and grew, grew up in opening. New York. Yeah. And I grew up in New York, exactly. So the opening scene of the taxi going over the bridge, I mean, that's all my, that's my youth. That's my, you know, so that's very nostalgic for me. Um, I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. I mean, I, you know, when I'm feeling it, I just belt that song out.
0: Mm-hmm. Tuck my lungs. Tuck my lungs. Okay, well, we're going to have to share a playlist. What's your last one?
1: We will. And my last one... <laughs> And I'm telling you, I'm not going but the Jennifer Hudson version. That one. I will just you can't. You cannot. Especially the the peak part of it. Oh, please. No. That that is me all day long. So those are my my five songs.
0: Oh, that is a beautiful list. And (laughs) it is vivid and it is bright. And it is multifaceted for sure. And anybody who is listening to this will know immediately that you're no ordinary chick. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, I will be creating a playlist at the end of this season. So Ooh. to share and I take all of your your music specific songs or your artists that you like, and I'm putting together with the rest of the guests and we will provide a um, playlist to be shared on the website and um, featured on the podcast as well. So um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Um, just so that people can broaden our horizons, because for me, um, I love music, and it's one of the ways that I keep myself open and vulnerable to learning more about myself and others. So
1: I, I, I agree. I agree. This is a wonderful connection point, you know, Absolutely.
0: And so I was already felt like we had a connection somewhere, but then you started listening to this music and it's just like, (laughs) oh my God, I'm talking to myself. (laughs) How beautiful is that? You know? So yes, yes. Connections, connections. And again, I like to say thank you for sharing your story um, about how you live your life and um, just Again, you inspired me with um, changing my perspective about some things with my son. And I appreciate that beyond words. So I'm going to give you back your day. Um, You have a great time on vacation. I can't wait till you get back so you can share and tell me how you've been changed. Um,
1: It it is funny because I, um, as of doing my research, didn't realize that Beyonce had filmed a bit of her Music video for, I guess, a song she sang in Lion King and have a few falls, and it caused this big uproar. So I was like, Oh, look at me, I'm going somewhere controversial. Yay, yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which you would add to the list,
1: right? Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: All right, you have a good one and take care, and I appreciate okay.
1: you. Okay, thank you so much, Diane. I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, bye bye.
0: So here we are at the close of the episode and it's time for me to share my aha moment. So this is what I walked away with from my conversation with Joelle. I learned that vulnerability can actually become a practice. That's right. I no longer have to wait for the universe to provide to me embarrassing moments of vulnerability or wait until I fall in love to feel vulnerable, I can actually practice with intention putting myself in those experiences and situations where I cultivate vulnerability that encourages joy, empathy, compassion. And that is kind of freeing because I got to admit that it feels like vulnerability is something that happens to you as a result of life happening rather than something a state of being that I can be in control of. Now, don't get me wrong, I, you know, life is going to happen to me, but at least I'm not sitting on the sidelines waiting for compassion to happen or joy to be brought to me. I am actively looking for those opportunities. And that is freeing on so many levels. And I'm going to leave you guys with that and call it a day and just say one more time thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of your day. Always yours, Aboya Day, the original awkward artist.